Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore. FM 104. Cormac here on Room 104. Good evening. Hope you're well. You can get in touch on 087-6797-104. Now, the CD online world out there, how difficult, dangerous, fake, false is it? Well, somebody tried to change things up a little bit and delve into that world in 30 days, trying to become an Instagram influencer. Join us on the line now. Sally Burtnick, how are you? Hello, Cormac. How are you? I've always... Uh, like I thought this was always going to be a great idea that I'd love to try at some stage but never got around to doing it but but can you explain exactly what you did and um how it went for you yes absolutely so I um I'm oh how would I describe myself just like a normal kind of girl uh not a lot of makeup I wear glasses I'm kind of nerdy <laughs> um and uh what I did was that I took I, I was like can I become an Instagram influencer in 30 days. And so I, I, uh, let's see, I, I learned how to do makeup. I watched hours of, of YouTube tutorials on how to do, uh, contouring and highlighting and things I'd never heard of before. Crucial. And, um, yes, exactly. Things I, yeah, exactly. It's crucial. I didn't know this. I thought that I was fine the way I was. <laughs> Apparently not, not if I want to, um, uh, get thousands of followers on Instagram. Uh, and I kind of changed the way I looked. I, I changed, um, I, I bought a bunch, a bunch of like black spandex outfits, very form fitting. Um, and not the way I usually dress. And, um, I take a bunch of pictures of myself and I posted them online. That is more or less the way that it went. Um, and then people started following me. I would, uh, like start going around on Instagram and clicking follow on a bunch of strangers profiles that I thought might like look like me or, or kind of be in the same realm as me yeah and um I, tr- I tried to get like the goal was that to get more than 3,000 um followers in in 30 days but it, it didn't that didn't work out um but I did get like 1,700 followers at the end of the 30 days uh, um, what were you starting from was it from zero from a fresh new account or were you starting from a couple of hundred or no, zero. Fresh, fresh new account, new, new persona, totally new persona. I was a, um, I was a goth thought. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So for, for people who aren't, if you can maybe explain what that term is, because I can picture it right now in my head, but I know some people may not. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, we all know what goth is, you know, like lots of eyeliner, the cure, Depeche Mode, stuff like that. But, um, but then thought, is a um an acronym for that that 
Can I save it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're late night. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That hoe over there. So it just means like, you know, kind of a, a slutty dresser. <laughs> so I was a goth slutty dresser. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> an interesting, and again, a really interesting project to do over the course of a, of a, of a month. But can we back, back up just one second as well, because I, I want to get your thoughts or your, your kind of opinion on, do you think... A lot of young people, especially now in school, let's say 15, 16, 17, even younger, are saying now, I want to grow up to be a YouTuber and I want to grow up to be an influencer. And why do you think so many, you know, why do you think it seems to be such a desirable lifestyle to have, or at least the appearance of it is desirable? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we live in this attention economy where um, the... Instead of like uh, monetary value uh, online, it's attention. And so that goes for like advertising, you know, like sometimes people in advert advertisers will pay these YouTubers a million dollars or something to talk about their brand because it's it's a you know, it's a free advertisement, essentially. If you talk about someone's brand, well, it's not free if you pay them a million dollars. But um, but uh, I, I think it's really just, you know, kids really want to be praised for who they are and they want people to pay attention to them. And um, these people online, they seem so cool. And it seems like, you know, people love them. A follow is more or less like a love, you know? It's like, yeah. oh, if you, if you have hundreds of thousands of people following, following you, it's like, well, all those people love me and are interested in me, you know? Yeah. That's why kids are really interested in it. But what I found over the course of the experiment is that like, you cannot be yourself. It's, um, that's not, people will think you're weird or something. There's this sort of like, this sort of tone you have to adopt in order to um, be successful. You have to kind of dumb yourself down a little bit, or at least for the persona that I was trying to um to do yeah because that's what i wanted to ask as well like over the month of uh, this kind of probably became priority number one for you for at least 30 days uh what was it healthy for you <laughs> um i mean like i would leave work so so i make i make documentaries at vice um and this we made this into a documentary but um i would like leave work in the middle of the day from working on other other projects to just go and like take pictures of myself um, and people would stare at me. I would, I'd be wearing tons and loads and loads of makeup and people would be staring at me, like taking pictures of myself, like dangling over the railing of a, um, uh, like across a, across a bridge to get a really good shot of me, uh, with the East river water, New York skyline in the background. Um, I mean, it's, it, it really, it, it made me feel sad. I do have to say it was depressing because it's like, it's not healthy to um, think about the way that you are perceived by others a hundred percent of the time. You know, you have to like let your guard down at some point and just be yourself and, um, you know, kind of being constantly, constantly thinking about like, oh, are, are they going to like it if I post this or should I post this? Is this too, is this showing too much skin or will they, or, or will I get more likes if I like pose like this and really stick my butt out, you know? Um, and then just to jump in there, sorry to, to cut across to you, just, just on that, because I often wonder about how the algorithms shape people's 
content and decision making around content. Did you notice any trends with certain types of content were more provocative, you know, maybe maybe um, sexualized posts or whatever? Were they getting more interaction and engagement than, let's say, more normal, boring ones? Come on. What do you think? Of course. Of course they were. <laughs> of course. I really, really started to like lean into it. And like, I'm not like, I'm not uncomfortable about my body. I, I am, I'm like, I'm a little too comfortable about my body. And I think that it's like kind of funny because as I said, I'm kind of nerdy looking. Um, I wear glasses and I'm like, I think it's funny for me to shake my butt. Uh, and I do that a lot. But like when I'm in this persona as being like super made up, um, and I'm like bent over, like showing, showing my butt. Yeah. Those, those posts exploded. And, um, and what we learned from interviewing people that are like in this industry is that like the, the more sexual the women are on their pages, that's going to draw a huge male audience. So then those women who are like really sexy online, yeah, they're going to get a huge audience, but advertisers aren't going to want right. to advertise with them. Because women are supposed to speak to the women. Because what can a woman sell to a man? You know, I guess like body wash or something. Um, but, but, um, but yeah. So it's like actually in the Instagram economy, um, women who are not as as sexualized, they they eventually get paid more money to advertise. But it's really hard to get followers in the mm. first place if you're not sexualizing yourself somewhat. And the that obviously, not obviously, whose fault do you think it is that the overly sexualized content gets kind of more engagement, more likes and a bigger followers? Is it just because there's a huge market of dirty, creepy old men at their computers and their phones? Or is the Instagram algorithm playing into it as well? And, and how do you balance that kind of responsibility? Honestly, I think that I don't think the Instagram algorithm like is is doing that i think what the instagram algorithm sees is is men liking the post and then the post being popular like getting even if it doesn't get viral like the amount of clicks per hour that it gets um it's insights like go straight up so um i honestly think it's just dudes and i mean the amount the amount of stuff in my dms horrible horrible things seriously like insane how how uh justified these dudes were in being like sh show me your you know vagina mm. i don't want to say i want to say any other word but that but like show me show me show me this show me that now you know b, b word c word all this stuff like re really horrible it's, and, and it's it's this like difficult thing to to deal with because if you don't um you don't sexualize yourself a little bit then you don't you get no clicks and if you start to sexualize yourself a little bit, you get these really angry men who want to have sex with you. <laughs> they hate you and they want to have sex with you and they're disgusted with They called me fat and they, and they, you know, they would t t send me tons of pictures of uh, videos and pictures of them jerking off. Tons, tons. Yeah, it's it's so it's so sad. Like I managed someone's uh, Tinder account for like two weeks uh, and got the like it was a girl's account and for about two weeks and got the similar eye opener where I was like, holy Christ, there is some amount of disgusting filth out there that comes completely left field and out of nowhere. But but then like I suppose when when you're looking at young people who want to aspire to that lifestyle, this is the valley of death that they have to go through or will be going through. Like, do you think I don't know? Do you think it's worth it? Um, I mean, uh, well, like me personally, I would not want people 
like, you know, these, these YouTubers and, and, and some of the, the YouTubers and Instagrammers, I got to say, so I think, I think that the atmosphere is changing. I think that you really can be yourself. There's a lot of people on YouTube and Instagram now, women and men and, you know, any gender, um, people are like really being them. Well, what seems like themselves, I'm, I'm sure they're amping it up a little bit, but they're being goofy, you know, and, and they're also being vulnerable and stuff. And, and they're not all about sexualizing themselves. I think I took a real, a really hard, um, a really intense, uh, uh, like deal that I started with. I, I started to do something very, very intense, but I think that there is a way, um, to go on and be yourself and get, get likes and get follows and stuff. But what I worry about is why, why do you always want to be on screen? Why, why, who are you, you're showing your full self to the screen and to these like, you know, strangers, these invisible follower people that you you'll never see. And so then what do you save for your friends and what do you save for yourself? Yeah. A hundred percent. Was there anything you found enjoyable about it? Like I, we're kind of shitting on it here a little bit, but was there anything good with trying to become an influencer for 30 days? I mean, like I really, yeah, first of all, Vice paid for me to get a bunch of slutty clothes. Great. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> and, um, I did, I did, you know, it is fun. Like, like I said, I like, I think that my, my, I think I have, you know, I have a woman's body and I think that it's funny to sexualize it, but kind of when I'm like really leaning into it and being like, yes, I am sexy. I think that that was, that was really fun for me to be like, yeah, people, people think that I'm, that I'm, you know, they, wow. They think I'm a bimbo, you know, they really want to have sex with me. Wow. Like, I think that was kind of fun. Um, and also just like, yeah, getting into this, getting into this headspace of being like, of, of being like this kind of vapid, um, which, you know, I totally put that on it myself. Uh, I'm sure, you, you know, you could be very intelligent and very, very sexy at the same time. Let me, let me not uh, say that that's not possible, but I think that uh, it was really fun for me to like, kind of set myself into this role and be this, for, I, I would talk like this when I would do videos. I would say, hi, it's Sally Sensation. And I think that was really, that was really fun for me to like play that role. Yeah. Before, before the men started being uh, quite so cruel, but um, I was just talking about this last night and uh, to an older woman, she's in her fifties and she was like, well, honey, at least they were willing to pay you for it. (laughs) Cause these dudes would be like, I'll send you, I'll send you $30 if you'll uh, show me your boobs. And uh, that's another thing, because I know uh, that's a huge amount of people have gone from maybe being slightly provocative and doing that stuff on Instagram and now have transitioned over to OnlyFans and are, you know, sharing explicit content online and they're making a fortune, you know, they're making 50, 60, 70 grand a month in some situations. Like, would could you see uh, more people getting nudged into that line of stuff? I mean, if you're in college and you're screwed, you've no money. Uh, and is, is that a good or a bad thing? Like overall, do you think? And you're getting all this attention from men. Mm. Maybe you've never had that much attention before. And everyone is, yeah, they're, not only are they giving you attention and telling you that you're so beautiful, but also they're willing to give you money for it. It's extremely difficult to turn down. But once you go down that road, you have to understand the and like I have friends that are sex workers I, I think sex work is a is a good thing um but like yeah if you don't take your time and really think about what you're doing and you just sort of start doing it on a whim I mean before you know it you're going to be in over your head and you might not actually agree with it you know you might actually be uncomfortable in that situation you 
put yourself in. Um, so you know, I think you just really have to think, I, I know it sucks, but think before you do anything, like <laughs> uh, just think about it before you really get yourself into that OnlyFans world. Yeah, do your five-year plan and then come back and kind of go, Is if the end of this is, is uh, me on OnlyFans, happy days, job done. Um, before we wrap up, was there anything else um, that you found either surprising or interesting to you f- doing this over the month? Hmm. Um, well, you know what the cool, the the thing that really pushed me over the top, I was like, I was like in it like probably seven or 800 followers and I was staying there kind of stagnantly for a while, but uh, we went to Times Square to like, take pictures of me like twerking in Times Square or whatever and um and this guy was just on the street uh like also making videos of himself he was an influencer too making videos of himself running around in a gold thong and so we just like found each other and and we took like we we made a video of like you know an an almost nude foot race up and down the stairs in Times Square and he had like a couple hundred thousand followers and from him posting that I got like a lot, a lot of followers. That's what ended up making me get to like, you know, uh, like 2000 or whatever, 1800 or whatever I ended with. Um, so I think that that is kind of surprising, that like, you know, <laughs> just working together. It's kind of a beautiful t- uh, tuck your kids, kids in at night moral, like working together really, <laughs> you know, bring, brings more people to look at your ass on Instagram. <laughs> a new book by Sally Burtnick out this Christmas, which would be beautiful. Uh, well, Sally, it's been a really uh, interesting uh, chat and I'm sure like you'll be doing a lot more interesting stuff. Do you want to give a plug to your normal socials? Do you, do you, do you, do you have them? Um, so people can find you and see what else you're doing. Absolutely, I'm. Um, I'm also a comedian. I'm doing a show uh, this Friday, uh, Monday rather, this Monday, the 25th in Brooklyn, New York. If anyone's listening to this, I'm be in Brooklyn, New York. Um, and you can find me online at Punk Rock SNL. That's my Instagram handle. Uh, it was my first AOL screen name, um, and I thought it was funny. So Punk Rock SNL, like Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thanks a million for popping on FM 104 this evening and we will chat you again soon. Thank you. Have a great evening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.